are back. Welcome into another episode of Chasing 1969, a New York Jets podcast. It is October 9th, Victory Monday. Uh, Going to be recapping the Jets' 31 to 21 victory over the Denver Broncos, moving to two and three on the season. Uh, before we get to all that, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at NYJ underscore Chasing 69. Theodore is at Teddy Huncho. I am at Spring Blake with four A's in there. We we talk about the Spring Blake, but Teddy Huncho is just as funny of a of a name. <laughs> I feel like we don't give it enough credit. Yeah, that is true. Teddy Huncho. Shout out to to Quavo of the Migos. Um, yeah, I don't. I, well, it is still Teddy Huncho, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Teddy Huncho. Yeah. So yeah, uh, follow me. Check it out. Theodore, how you doing? Good. Uh, doing good, good, man. Big. Big win today. You know, we yeah. needed it. Good way to uh, kick off one of these Monday pods, not just being like overly depressed after yep. the uh, Patriots yep. game. We felt kind of okay, I guess, last week, albeit a loss, but our uh, a good victory Monday. Um, even our first victory Monday was the, you know, just dampened. like s- saddest podcast I think yep. ever recorded. We were depressed for just 30 minutes. Um, so this is a, a good one to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it all week, and I feel like everyone, you know, not just us, said it. Like, it really was a must-win for this Jets team. You had to be able to go out and beat a Broncos team that's not very good. You had to go to 2-3 and three as opposed to 1-4 and four and kind of stay in the mix. Like, you look at it and you think, we're half a game behind the Bills right now. If we can get another win next week, potentially, you know, you're sitting at 500. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's huge for this Jets team to kind of show, like, hey, we can at least – play NFL football um maybe not the prettiest win probably a lot to clean up I, I I don't think it was nearly um a perfect game from the Jets and I think there's tons of kind of negatives that you can point to but to be able to go out and score 31 still and win the game you know despite all that was definitely good to see so you know pretty exciting yeah, very ugly first half. First half was very frustrating. Play calling, um, execution, defensively at times for a little bit as well, too. Um, but they always tightened up the defense, always did in the red zone. Um, you know, we have the safety in there. But then the offense and the team as a whole really kicked things up into the second half, outscoring the Broncos 23-8 to over the final two quarters there. Um, you know, you obviously have the two minute drill where you don't get out of bounds. You miss out on a field goal there. So I think the first half itself, very ugly. It still wasn't the prettiest thing we've seen in the world in the second half, but it was a a second half effort by the Jets that, that, you know, has them leaving Denver victorious. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should start with the offense. I feel like just because that is, you know, a big story, Mm -hmm. you obviously, had 31 points from the Jets today, but you did have, you know, seven scored on the fumble recovery at the end of the game to ice it. You had a Bryce safety. Hall, shout out. Yep, shout out Bryce Hall, our boy. Um, so you know, not the prettiest game from the Jets offense. They had a ton of of freaking field goals, five field goals, and then the one big Brees Hall, um, the one big Brees Hall touchdown. So you know, you look at that performance and it, it definitely is disappointing. You feel like they left a lot of points on the board, you know, and we talked about it this week, like that it felt like the Jets should have had the ability to blow this team out, you know, and if two of those field goals inside the freaking 10 yard line, you know, they're able to punch in and score. This game really does get out of hand a lot quicker and it feels a lot better for the Jets. But because of, you know, whatever you want to call it, play calling, lack of execution, um, 
that didn't really happen, you know? So as a whole, I look at this offensively and there's definitely some negatives there, but I do appreciate the fact that, you know, it's good to see your explosive players be explosive. And then you still did put together five scoring drives, you know, like whether they didn't end in touchdowns or not, it's at least a positive that we were able to kind of move the ball, you know? So I'm not going to kill them, but there's definitely things to be improved on the offensive side. Yeah, especially considering how bad this defense has been all year. Um, And especially, you know, it, it took them so long to get things started. You're right. The offense was moving. It was a balanced effort. You know, you look at the end of the day, just about two, I'm going to call it 200 passing yards. You know, Zach Wilson finished with 199, but you had 200 plus on the ground as well, too. So very evenly distributed. Um, You know, Brees Hall was finally able to take over, get off of that, you know, uh, limitation or snap count that they were ramping him up on. He takes 22 carries for 177 and a touchdown. Also had three receptions for 17 yards through the air. So a big Brees Hall game. Um, and and then, yeah, the offense was just um, fluid. It it wasn't always pretty at times. And I think especially when the, uh, the Jets got into the red zone, it became very frustrating watching the play calling again and again. It was very predictable and basically the same setup every single drive once they were in there. So that was the reason for a lot of the field goals, but you're right. Can't be too mad. Ball was moving up and down the field and 31 points, albeit seven from the defense is still better than what we've been used to before this even Kansas city game last week. Yeah, definitely agree. And I mean, right. So digging into it, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing I really want to talk about is the play calling because I, to me, I feel like we're almost limiting the ceiling of the team, you know, in some ways with the way that we're play calling. Yeah. And, you know, a a lot of times it feels like it did last year. Like we had a drive where we quite literally ran the ball every single play, you know, and we gave Zach one pass play and he ended up running it. And then, you know, the final play of the drive was a third and goal where we finally passed the ball and it was an incomplete pass. And and it kind of feels like that. It was the story in the red zone, you know, as we would get around the 10 yard line and we'd say, Hey, we don't really trust Zach Wilson. We're able to run the ball. Let's just run it twice and see what we can do. And to me, you know, I understand that the running game was working, but in in order for us to really take this next step as like an offense as and as a team, you do have to show some trust in Zach Wilson, right? It's like, obviously, he hasn't shown us the most in his entire career. But you're looking in the past couple of weeks, and you're seeing a kid who has improved completion percentage. Last week, the game plan was, hey, let's trust Zach and put the ball in his hands. And he really did execute that well, you know, so then you come into this week, and it feels like we're so scared to give him that opportunity to say, Hey, we're on the nine yard line, throw a touchdown pass on first down, you know, like I understand that the running game was working and we need to move it. But to me, it's kind of like, we're just turtling in the most important spot on the field, you know, like, like um, Nathaniel Hackett wants to talk about the gold zone, but so far when we're in the gold zone, you know, he really just kind of says, Hey, I'm too scared to really trust Zach Wilson let's just run the ball with Brees. And and to me, that was just immensely frustrating to see over and over again. It almost makes me wonder, um, because Nathaniel Hackett had a terrible red zone offense last year in Denver. I think for a while, it was like one of the worst streaks that they had in all of football. So an abysmal red zone offense last year, 
he specifically was play calling red zone for Aaron Rodgers, those two MVP seasons in Green Bay. And what we've seen since then almost makes me just think that he was letting Rodgers just call whatever plays he wanted. Right. And Rodgers was kind of dictating because it has Not been really point. bad. This red zone, you know, one run doesn't work. Another run doesn't work. Okay, third and long, cool. Like, it, at least we're not seeing that to start off drives anymore. We're not seeing that, you know, be the first two, three and outs of every, you know, offensive series that we've had. But um, we are still seeing it in the red zone, and you're right. The next step, I guess, in, you know, trusting Zach Wilson would be kind of letting him rip there so we're not settling for five field goals in a game and we're, you know, being able to actually put up touchdowns on the board. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would have been awesome. And and I do think you can go well, ahead. I was going to say, we, we should say as well, too, before we continue to go, congratulations, Nathaniel Hackett. Very happy day for him. A lot of great yes, stuff. No, 100 percent. And I and I I don't want to be too negative because I do think in the second half, you know, I think a lot of those things did improve. The play calling mm -hmm. improved. They they started you know, allowing Zach Wilson to throw it on first down. And they started running those play action passes. And it was really good to see all that stuff get going. But it was almost like, why do we need to wait until, you know, the two minute drill at the end of the half and the second half to really start running these concepts that are off of things that we have already established? Like it, it felt like we could have got that going earlier in the game, mm -hmm. you know, and to be fair, the Denver's pass rush was getting to us early there was some, you know, quick uh, pockets for Zach Wilson where he was just getting hit right away. So, you know, it could be a multitude of things, but it did feel like they were really wi more willing to open up the playbook later in the game, which makes sense. You do need to set stuff up. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like this has been a team that has been slow starting, slow starting, slow starting. I mean, we scored our first three points uh, in a first quarter of all season, you know, today. And we still that was all we were able to put up. So. You know, not too bad. And again, the same thing I said about Zach is like we were able to have five score or six scoring drives, you know, which is awesome. But it's like, let's start trusting the quarterback a little bit and say, hey, let's throw the ball here because we need to start punching into the end zone. Yeah. I And I think for Zach specifically, the last two weeks now, I, I just continue to see like, hey, this is this is good enough for the team that we have. Yeah, this is it's yep. not good enough to get this team to a Super Bowl, but it's good enough to get this team closer to the playoffs than to the first overall pick. You know, 19 of 26, a very efficient 200 yards today. Uh, the interception, you know, I, it's not one of those where he just threw it up into triple coverage and it was ugly. That is something that, you know, that, that is one of the flukiest interceptions he'll get all season and probably 100 percent. I, I feel like people totally jumped on that. And the fact he didn't throw a touchdown today, the fact he had under 200 yards. You know, and we're like, oh, Zach, it's same old Zach Wilson. Like to me, I do think he regressed from last week. Like last week to me, Zach Wilson really kind of did everything he could other than the fumble at the end of the game. He really was just sharp throughout the entire game, making every play. Um, you look at this week, it, it wasn't like Zach Wilson was the catalyst of the offense. You know, Brees Hall's rushing for 177 yards and gets the breakaway touchdown. And the running game is really helping us. But Zach played a, a, an immensely complimentary game, you know, mm -hmm. like it wasn't like last year where we're sitting here after a win and we're saying, well, you know, Zach threw 52 completion percentage for 140 and two interceptions. But luckily, 
you know, we were able to kind of piece it together anyway. It was like, hey, this wasn't a pretty game, but Zach did enough to keep us in it, did enough to win, didn't lose us the game. And like you said, I agree that that interception, I mean, I kind of like it, you know, because I, I liked the play call there that it was third and five late in the game and we mm-hmm. took a shot. And it's right. a 50-50 ball. You know, he could have thrown it more outside, He could, you know, and those Higher are little things. Outside, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, I'm happy that he's throwing up a 50-50 ball to our best player. I want to see that more, you know. Um, but I, I do want to just throw out this one stat because this is the big thing is the completion percentage to me. Like in the first 24 starts of Zach Wilson's career, he had one game of over a 70% completion percentage. And then now in the past two, he's had two, you know, yeah. and that's an immense step forward from 52, 55. Um, so do I think Zach Wilson is like this perfect quarterback? No, but I think he's showing us that those worries we had of like, can we just be a normal offense that's able to move the ball and get down the field? He can do that, you know? The one thing we have been asking since starting this show, go back to the last regular season, was just like, keep it simple, stupid. It's just the easy stuff. And you are mm-hmm. seeing him just hit the easy stuff again and again. Some of the throws are still tight window, impressive throws, but a lot of the time it's just like, balls in my hand, guys open, throw. Check it down. Yep, yep. exactly. Like, it's just he's doing his part for this team. You know, he was asked to do more last week, I'd say, is the one thing with the Kansas City game. You know, you're going up with the Chiefs. You know, you're going to need to be, you know, really getting things going through the air. Um, you know, Brees Hall is still on a snap count limitation. And then this week, he he didn't need to do much because the ground game was doing it for him. Brees Hall, we need to give him some love here as well, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we mentioned the numbers before, but, you know, the breakaway touchdown run. You know, the story was when Brees Hall was the lead, you know, back Last year, and even after you know he goes down, the Jets still win that game against the Broncos. They were five and two. They were off to a pretty damn good start with him leading the way for this offense. Um, this is kind of the workload that we want to see through the rest of the season because it will make the life of the defense easier, keeping the opposing offenses off the field, and will keep Zach Wilson's life easier because teams will have to start shrinking in on that uh, offensive line and open up for some great play action opportunities. So, yeah, Brees Hall, love what we saw today. Yeah, Brees Hall, I mean, this is a perfect example of, like, this is a win that was on Brees Hall's back, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if Brees Hall's not on this team, do we win this game? I'm not sure, you know, maybe, but maybe not. And um, we talked about how excited we were for the increased workload, you know, and then to immediately come out with 22 carries or, you know, whatever it was for 177 yards. It's like, that is what we were looking for. That is how you you know, just take over a game by yourself. Um, and we talked a lot about the the running back snaps, you know, definitely Dalvin Cook is not being used a ton and, and being phased out a little bit. You know, he had a couple pop plays today for like five to 10 yards, maybe twice. But, you know, you look at the, the snaps of running back, you have Brees with 32, your boy Michael Carter with 20, and then Cook down there at 10. So, you know, mm-hmm your prediction kind of of that shift coming did definitely come to fruition, um, you know, and the running back room was effective. So it's kind of like, Hey, right. Brees Hall is your best player. Let this guy ride, you know? And I think that's definitely going to be the, uh, the game plan moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even say Dalvin had in those 10 snaps, probably the best, few yeah, plays of his definitely. season so far as well too so it's not that he necessarily is completely gone here but it's definitely that shift that's coming where you're seeing michael carter being used a little bit more keep the fresh legs the young legs going um 
The only other thing offensively, you know, kind of a quiet night for Garrett Wilson. Actually, there's yep. two more things we need to go over. Um, but uh, speaking on Garrett Wilson, look, Pat Sertain, you know, as bad as we want to say the Jets defense is, or the Broncos defense is, excuse me, Pat Sertain is one of the best cornerbacks in football. Um, and, you know, he was following Garrett Wilson around and, you know, three catches for 54, still not a bad day, just a, a quieter day than you would expect from a team's yeah. star wide receiver one. Yeah, definitely. I was hoping to see more Garrett Wilson in this game. Um, but I will say it did seem game planned. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, it, I saw a lot of plays in key situations, you know, third downs when you really needed a play. And Zach wasn't even really looking at that side of the field. You know, it'd be a play to Conklin to the left or something like that. And, and, and I think that makes sense, you know, like obviously you want to get Garrett Wilson involved, but when you have a guy like Pat Sertain, you know, he's just able to make those plays and you see it, you know, he got that interception at the end that's on a fluke play, you know, but he's one of those elite corners that's able to kind of make a, a, a crazy play like that. And it did almost kind of seem like the Jets were kind of saying, hey, we're going to use Garrett Wilson almost as a decoy to really, you know, hey, go put your best player on him. We'll figure out stuff elsewhere, you know, which it kind of just is what it is. He was still able to, to show up because he's an elite player, make a couple big plays. Mm -hmm. Zach was able to find him a little, but obviously, you know, you do want to see him have more of a role, but it does kind of feel like Pat Sertan was the reason today. Just game yep. plan. When you got a quarterback that maybe isn't the best in the world, why threaten, you know, yep. more turnovers against? And he still got an interception. Like, certainly yeah. did get that crazy pick, um, you know, despite having a pretty quiet day, at least in the, you know, how many times he was targeted. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want with the offense, but the last thing I was thinking as well, too, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker yep, goes down with news. calf, Achilles, MRI tomorrow. We'll find out more. Doesn't sound great that he was immediately ruled out. He also had Makai get banged up a couple times, but he came back through. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, you know, the offensive line shift up, move around. Um, it had been doing well. Lake and Tomlinson, I'll give him another shout out while we're talking O-line, had a really huge block on that big Brees touchdown. Good game for him as well, too. He's picked it up the last three. Um, ABT going down. That's that's not what you want to see. Yeah. Second year in a row now in this game against Denver. Uh, he leaves with a what could be, you know, another serious injury. Yeah, definitely, Sue. I mean, we've talked about ABT a ton, and and he's an elite player. And with his move to right tackle, this new kind of um, variation of this offensive line has really been very good mm -hmm. over the past few games. Um, so to see, you know, a guy that is potentially our best lineman go down is obviously not ideal. Um, when him and Makai both came out in the same drive, that's when you really started to worry. You know, you have Max Mitchell yeah. out there. You have Billy Turner out there. Makai was able to come back, got injured again, was able to come back. So hopefully he's all right. Um, but yeah, you know, losing ABT is tough. Hopefully if that's the only loss and, and other guys can stay healthy, you know, then we can kind of bear our way through it. But I think there was a Tipman injury as well. You know, I, I do think he ended up playing, but yeah, Sal is got a little banged fine. up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to hear. Good to hear. But you know, AVT is the man. Losing him would hurt. Yep. Um. Anything else offensively? 
I don't think so. No, I think we covered it. Yeah, uh, promising so day, but but they let left a lot out there. I think. Yeah, I think exactly. that's kind of the takeaway. If you and if you that had could touchdowns, be viewed as a negative or a positive. If you had touchdowns instead of field goals, this would have been looking a lot like the Broncos game uh, against the right. Dolphins a few weeks ago, where you know we're we're in the fifties and whatnot. Yeah, I mean um, Zach Wilson just put up thirty. That is uncharted territory. Put up twenty four. <laughs> yeah, true, but you know what I mean. Well, we'll we'll look back and say, hey, thirty twenty two for the Jets. Yeah, safety. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Take away That's the field amazing. Just kidding. <laughs> um, Teddy, the I guess the big thing defensively, we talked about this this past week too. You know, it came out a little bit before the game started. Carl Lawson, healthy and active. Um, and I guess what coincided with that was the, you know, steady emergence of the one of the guys that you know was starting to get, outgain him the last few weeks. Bryce Huff, uh, you know, now yep. becoming a three down player on this defensive line for the Jets was out there for a career high 47% of the snaps in this game um, was great. Um, I thought the D line as a whole did very well um, for parts of this game. Jermaine had a really solid game as well too. Um, Quincy uh, when, you know, he was surprised when um, wow. D coordinator. Why am I blanking on names right now? Actually, I can tell you why I'm a little stoned, but all brick. Yep. Thank you. I got there. All brick. When he was, Quincy was surprised when Albrecht called up a blitz and he comes down and gets the sack on Russell Wilson at one point. Um, you take a look, you say 21 points. Really what they did is they kept Russell Wilson in front of them. And, you know, this entire offense as a whole in front of them the entire day it was a lot of dink and dunk. Russell, you know, 20 of 31 for 196 and two touchdowns. There was like 58 of that through the first, like almost three quarters is what it felt like. So a lot of garbage time numbers there for Russ in the passing game. But I thought it was you know, a a good performance by the Jets defense again. Yeah, definitely solid. I I, I do definitely think that. Um, And and you'll look at kind of the game and there's definitely moments where the Broncos were able to move the ball on us and we were able to, they were able to put up points. But, I mean, you look at that first half, multiple times the Broncos were able to get down in the red zone. We stopped them for three. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously you let up the early touchdown. Um. I do I do just want to point out, you know, this defense today led up, uh, you know, about 300 yards and constantly over this, you know, beginning of this season, there has been those moments where you're like, man, can we just get off the field or they are kind of gaining on us, you know, and it does feel like that's often in the first half and it feels like teams are able to do very specific things against our defense. You know, we have high shells. We have really good corners on the outside. Teams don't usually just ball with their outside receivers on us, you know, but Mm -hmm. what they do do is they're able to um, dump it down to the running back. They're able to get their tight ends involved, slot players involved. And a lot of times their quarterbacks have been able to run the ball, you know, and that's what we saw today in the first half. You saw, you know, screen after screen after, screen and saw Russell Wilson just running and running and running and that's how they were able to just move the ball on us 100% of the time and then we came out in the second half and basically just shut that down you know um I was watching the Jets post game on SNY and I thought it was a really interesting conversation that they were having um I believe it was Willie Cologne and he's basically saying like there's just absolutely no reason that that we're not able to 
make some of these adjustments like before halftime and actually, you know, put some pressure on our defensive players and say, Hey, you're a smart guy. Let's change this up now and start doing things right. Because why are we just allowing them? You know, we just allowed the Broncos to do what they wanted to do offensively in the first half, you know, and then came out in the second half with adjustments. Um, The way he said it, you know, he said, let's take the kid gloves off the defense. We kind of had to do that with the offense and Zach Wilson and get him, you know, some trust in him. It feels like this defense, we can do that too. Another thing to point out is like, we're so committed to playing zone, playing zone, playing zone, and then we'll make the adjustments and play more man in the second half. And it's like, why can't we just say, hey, you guys are freaking studs. Let's man up now and make these changes now. Um, so, you know, I don't think it was a bad game by the defense by any means, but there is some of that criticism and this defense hasn't been a top three unit in the league. You know, maybe it's been a top 10 or top 12 unit in the league, you know, but it hasn't been the same, like you will not really move the ball. You will not gain yards. You will likely not score touchdowns, you know, that it had, that it was last year. So I don't know. What do you think of all that? <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you would you attest it to simply, you know, the play calling aspect of that? Or are there certain position groups that we're not getting the same juice out of? Because you would still argue last year we did a poor job, I guess, of bringing the quarterback down. So you can't really say that on the edge it's all been that, you know, I think the edge presence, the emergence of Jermaine has been great. Bryce Huff being out there as a three-down player, like that's been good. On the inside, I feel like we're still, you know, doing a good job. They did get gashed in the run game a little bit, you know, in that first half as well, too. I mean, you take a look at, you know, uh, McLaughlin averaged 7.6 yards a carry. Now he only had nine touches uh, on the ground. But, you know, that's a that's a pretty significant number there as well, too. Linebackers, the, I feel good about them. You know, yeah. the corners were banged up today. I'm trying to do, – do you think it comes down to mostly just the play calling aspect? Because I've been happy with most units here. Yeah, no, I agree. And I I do like, I think you point to the coaching because consistently in games, you've seen us, you know, get out coach in the scripted plays in the first couple drives of the game. And it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're down seven, we're down 10, you know, like, like we were able to let them score immediately on their first drive. Last week, we were able to get down into a 17-0 hole so it just kind of feels like, why are we letting them run these same screen passes to Jaleel McLaughlin, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the entire first half, but then we're able to just completely shut it down in, in the second half, you know, like outside of the um, Cowboys game, really every game has been a team gets a big lead on us. And then we've been able to come back slightly, you know, and either get the win or not, but um I don't know. You just wonder why we're able to really clamp it down after we make those adjustments compared to like, Hey, we know what they're doing in the first half. Let's make these adjustments now. Just something to point out. Yeah. And something to keep an eye on is the the next few weeks. Come on, obviously a a really talented offense next week. And one of the NFL's few remaining undefeated teams, um, you know, in the Philadelphia Eagles, but yeah, you're, you're going to need, especially in a game like that. um, You're going to need, you know, the defense to be out there playing a great game for all four quarters. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, 
Any other big storylines for the defense? I mean, I, I continue to say I, Quincy Williams is playing yeah. like one of the best linebackers in football. Today might have been his best game. I just and I think last I week was his best game. So can't believe it. He has been unbelievable. Yeah, he's playing he's at a, a at least a Pro Bowl level, if not better, this year at the linebacker position. Um, yeah. Big Q had a few good plays there. Obviously, nice for Bryce Hall to step in in a reserve role. Um, and even at one point. Um, you know, we were down, obviously, DJ the entire game, but Sauce went out for a little bit, but then Bryce to come in. Like you said, the outside receivers did not have a busy day at all. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton, one of their big names, one catch for 13 yards. Judy, you know, was really the big target yeah. today, six for 50. Good job. Great job. I mean, yeah, you you think about this game, and it's like they weren't able to throw it on us. They weren't really able to run it on us. Like it, it really does feel like it was only the screen passes and the quarterback runs, you know, yeah. and like, you know, you watch the second half, like, I don't know if you had the sound on necessarily, but there's, they kept saying, mm -hmm. you know, the Broncos have run, you know, nine plays for yep. negative six yards. The Broncos have run 12 plays for negative 16 yards this half. Like, like we really did shut it down. So I definitely, you know, I feel like fans jump to panic on the defense a lot. And at the end of the day, our defense is really very, very good. Um, but kind of same as the offense. We just kind of left stuff out there today. A lot of penalties on both sides of the ball, you know, oh, the first half, it was, was just so a sloppy game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it just feels like one of those games where we were able to kind of show, you know, that we can be a pretty good offense, that we can move the ball, that we can kind of get the ball into our best player's hands. But with that said, we still didn't really take that step of like, hey, we're scoring a bunch of touchdowns. We're running, you know, we're like, so it's kind of like, hey, good job. You scored 30 against the Broncos. You beat them by 10, you know, like pat on the back. We're two and three, but the Broncos are kind of one of the worst teams in the league. And we're going to need to be able to do this, you know, against better competition, which we've been in these games. You know, we beat the Bills. Yeah. We hung around with the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, we're trying to make the playoffs here. I'm really intrigued for this Eagles game next week, especially with a running quarterback of Jalen Hurts, how we're going to do against him. It's going to be a physical game. Physical yeah, game. That 100%. Jets D line against the Eagles offensive line. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And pray for God, on the flip side, this Jets O-line against the Eagles D-line. Like, this this one could, especially if AVT's injury is, like, legit, legit. Um, Feels like an under game to me. Yeah, that one's going to hurt. <laughs> that one's going to hurt a little bit. Get the ball out quick, yeah. Zach Wilson. Anything else from the game, Theodore? Anything we're, we're, we're forgetting to mention here? No, no, I don't think fuck so. Fuck Sean I mean, Payton. I, fuck Russell yeah, Wilson. Great work, Nathaniel Hackett. I do. I'm proud of Zach Wilson for for having a high completion percentage and not really making a ton of mistakes. Brees yeah. Hall's a stud. He's back. The defense, you know, is awesome. And we just, what we got next week, we got the Eagles. We'll It'll take the win. test for us. We'll take the win. Yes, All indeed. Right. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will talk to you later this week, previewing uh, upcoming game with the Eagles, talking any news and notes throughout the week. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll talk to you then. Peace.